0: Welcome to Kaplan's Learn Better podcast. My name is Stuart Pedley-Smith, Head of Learning at Kaplan UK. In this series, you're gonna hear from both students and experts, as we take a look at a range of topics related to personal and career success in the world of accountancy and finance. In this episode, we're looking at apprenticeships and universities to find out how students can decide the best option for them. I'm gonna be joined by Kaplan's Apprenticeship Partnerships Director, Jenny Pellin. Jenny Pellin worked on the design and delivery of the Trailblazer Apprenticeship in Law, and in 2019 was shortlisted for an outstanding contribution award for her work in developing legal apprenticeships. Today, she's gonna help us unpack the issues surrounding a question many students would like the answer to. Should I go to university or start an apprenticeship? Jenny, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Stuart. Jenny, can I start with perhaps a more personal question? You've spent quite a large part of your career, I suppose, in the apprenticeship space and I'm just curious really as to what it is, What, why do you think it's such an important thing to do? What do you see within apprenticeships that perhaps doesn't come through other the sort of qualifications or career paths that students might pursue?
1: The word really is opportunity with apprenticeships. They open up opportunity to the professions and they bring meritocracy really, where it seems people are freer to succeed than they used to be. So there's definitely a transformative power of apprenticeships for people and a manner of addressing social disadvantage in some way. When I I did my A-level, Stuart, the assumption at school was, and of employers probably, was that you went to university, the next stage inevitably would be a degree, mm-hmm. and if you didn't have a degree, you know you wouldn't get anywhere near a training contract. Your CV didn't make the shortlist, so almost the professions became a bit skewed back then, and it felt very stratified as um, as an area of work. That It's a graduate level job. You'd always see that in adverts, wouldn't you? And so there was this mm-hmm. great stratification in the job market, and crossing the line without a degree was difficult back then. But that shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't be the case. Not everyone is suited to university life. Not everyone can afford university and not everyone learns in the way universities recognise. So the, the apprenticeships bring a variety and some choice and through that opportunity for people who might otherwise not have got into the professions and had as successful a career as they now can.
0: Professional careers aren't necessarily, well, they're not academic careers. Are they really? They, they The skill set that you need to succeed, particularly in accounting and finance, and I know you've got a lot of experience in law, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they, they're not necessarily those things. You don't need to have studied history. You don't need to have done um, a high-level academic qualification. What you do need are higher level skills in many other areas around communication and and you know almost emotional intelligence in order to communicate what are complicated things and explain complicated concepts in many instances to the general public
1: indeed you've got to be able to synthesize information present it in an intelligible way you need to be able to think critically and i've worked in accountancy and tax and financial services apprenticeships now for the last two years and i see The real benefit from apprenticeships there is the application of what you're learning. There is some theory, always. We need to know the rules, always. You need to understand IR35 and inheritance tax, et cetera. But it's then how you apply that successfully in the workplace as an apprentice. And so what the apprenticeships bring is an, an almost that experiential learning style where you immediately get to do what you have learnt. And so the learning seems to stick really well for learners for apprentices developing their careers in in that way so less abstract clearly um, less theoretical but then some people will want a more theoretical learning style won't they In experience some people will want three years at university to really go deep into a particular subject or to have you know breadth of areas in a humanities degree for example so Well, I'm not saying that apprenticeships are the only way at all. Universities will suit many, many people. But I think it's important for for people making that decision now about the next stage in their career, that they critically appraise what's available, that they keep their minds open to an alternative route into a profession and not automatically assume that the inevitable next stage is university.
2: Hi, my name's is Ali and I'm a final year management accounting apprentice from Derby, currently studying SEMA Apprenticeships, I found from my experience, weren't advocated for enough in school. So one thing I'd really say is that to really break out the stereotype that apprenticeships are for a certain type of person, i.e. they're not just restricted to people from working in blue-collar sort of occupations like construction. They're not limited to those who didn't perform well academically in school. They're open to a wide range of ages and not just school leavers like myself. And am finding that they're open to everyone regardless of ethnicity. Only when people start changing and shifting their mindsets around opportunities like apprenticeships will we be able to get to a stage where we've got a a lot better representation and people start seeing the value that truly lies down this route.
0: Could you set out for us some of the pros and cons of either doing a degree and then contrast with an apprenticeship, if I suppose the, the end game to a certain, you know, is, is a career in finance in some shape or form. So pros pros and cons of doing an apprenticeship as impartial as you can be, Jenny.
1: I shall do my best. I'm, I'll just say that I'm an advocate for both, and it's it's almost horses for courses. So it's it's going to be it will suit some people, but not necessarily others. So for apprenticeships, I think the benefits there are start start with experience. So if you want a job, and that has training as, associated with it, then an apprenticeship is a really good solution because as we've just been saying, through the apprenticeship, you learn and apply straight away almost in the workplace. You're demonstrating how you do something, not just that you know the theory of it. You also, as an apprentice, get time to study. So as part of an apprenticeship, you must have at least 20% off the job learning time. So you've got mm-hmm. this ring fence time in the busy world of finance, accounting, and tax. What a privilege to have that dedicated time where you can really focus on your development. So it it has a structure to it that might appeal to some people. The other thing I would think about with apprenticeships is where the job market is going. So companies recruitment strategies in accountancy and tax and financial services are in some ways driven a little bit by the government policy of the day. Um, and about four years ago, the government introduced something called an apprenticeship levy, which is like a tax, I suppose, which led companies to pay and allocate a certain amount of money each year that could only be used on apprenticeship training. Only apprenticeship training. And so you can see how that has driven some corporate behavior that, you know, a, a major PLC or a major firm would think, okay, well, I'm paying this money, this levy. I therefore want apprentices. I might not want to spend as much on um, training as I had done in the past, but I've got this pot of funds that I can allocate the development of current staff or new recruits through an apprenticeship programme. So that's the way I'm going to go. So you can see that that would then open up the job market in an apprentice's favour almost. So the benefit there is looking for the job, looking where, where the sector is going and seeing those apprenticeship vacancies coming up more frequently. Linked to that really is the, uh, is the subject of money. You know,
0: always important, that one. Always
1: isn't important, isn't <laughs> it? We talk about apprenticeships, the catchphrase is you earn as you learn you have a contract for the duration of your apprenticeship you're not immune from redundancy but you know employers do everything possible to avoid that and we help if that were in you know minority of cases to occur but there you go you've got your job you're earning and you're learning at the same time what you're also doing as well as taking home the monthly salary you're avoiding debt and we'll, we'll probably talk a bit more about that on the on the university side but you know you hear that phrase bandied around the 50,000 pound of debt that graduates are lugging around with them in their careers now you don't pay that back as a university debt you don't pay it back until you earn over 27,000 you know 295 pounds so it's not immediate but it's there in the background mm. of our minds isn't it and if that's a concern and you want to get you want to be earning straight away then apprenticeships allow you to do that i i love hearing apprentices glee when they get their first salary you know what they spent it on and um, the kind of excitement of, i've i've i bought this i'm saving up for a car you know you often hear that so so the money is a real driver
0: so so from the student's point of view the job market that the the infrastructure is being put in place by government in order to facilitate an, a more open market for apprentices. They, the firms are being encouraged to recruit apprentices. Public sector being encouraged. So you, your your wider point is it should be easier going forward in the future. Yeah. The students should be able to get apprenticeship.
1: Yeah, it's both. It, you know it's both government driven but it's also employers themselves are seeing the benefits of a, a, a more diverse recruitment pool so it yes. enables a broader kind of spread of candidates, really, if you're not predicating which university that you've got to have come from, that you must have that type of degree, there your your candidate pool has immediately opened up, hasn't it? And, you know, apprenticeships, employers often speak about, and clients that we work with, speak about the diversity of thought that comes from mm. a more diverse recruitment pool. And that tunes in really well to corporate agendas to look at the number of different groups that they're employing. So it's it has a you know it's part very much of I think an EDI initiative as well that we're seeing across across clients too. When I think about benefits of apprenticeships, the, the words of our own apprentices really come to mind. Stuart, recently we've been doing some interviews with groups of our apprentices, and we're tracking them over a 10-year period. And from those interviews, we have heard from all of them about the confidence that they acquired by being apprentices. So learning on the job and looking back, you know, a year into their apprenticeship about how much they can do at work and and what they now know and the skills that they've developed makes, you could almost see the shoulders going down and their confidence levels rising as they realize that they can do this. And it was a recurring theme through all of the interviews that that they had they felt they had grown as individuals through the apprenticeship program one of the a couple of the other things that they said that i found really helpful was the loyalty that they saw to their to their employers and how much they wanted to contribute back because they were you know they were so pleased to have the apprenticeship that they wanted to really take part in in the various kind of activities or community projects that were happening at the employers that they worked with. So they wanted to kind of give back as well, which is a great thing to hear. And and on that, I think you know when we're thinking about the benefits of the apprenticeship, you might think the word apprentice means you'll be your lowest in the pecking order, that you won't have any any influence. And you are new to the world of work or you're an existing employee. But your voice is heard professionally and I know that firsthand from, from our apprentices that employers listen to them, they want that perspective. Some some companies even do reverse mentoring where a CEO would sit alongside an apprentice and find out what the experience is like for them. We at Caplan we have our own apprenticeship advisory panel and they act as a shadow board for us. We really want to know what they're thinking. so. You, know, you will be heard professionally as an apprentice and you will find that you grow in confidence just by doing the job.
0: Yeah, I think that's really interesting, Jenny. I think confidence matters so much, doesn't it? And, and if, if you can build, it's so easy to lose it and so difficult to grow it. So anything that contributes to that is really helpful.
2: Hi, my name's Alex and I'm a marketing manager from Manchester. My experience of apprenticeships versus university is actually really positive so far. After studying for a degree a few years ago, I'm really pleased to be doing an apprenticeship now that addresses certain skills whilst I'm still earning money. My apprenticeships allow me to study whilst working, which means that I'm able to apply everything I'm doing in my apprenticeship to my current role straight away. There's also more learning checks within an apprenticeship, which I think is really beneficial and it ensures that you actually understand the material as you're going through it. Being able to work while studying also means that the course is more practical and I'm constantly able to relate the course content back to my current role. I studied management at university and I didn't really get a chance to apply a lot of the theoretical knowledge that I'd learned until after I graduated, by which time a lot of it had been forgotten or I needed to brush up my knowledge. So the fact that I can gain a qualification whilst working a full-time job and not come out the other end with a pile of debt is absolutely fantastic.
0: Okay. look, you've convinced me that I should be doing an apprenticeship. (laughs) Now can you convince me that I should go to university?
1: Well, Stuart, think about the kind of life you want. We started talking about apprenticeships with experience, didn't we? The experience that you get from a job with training. Okay, university, what an experience that can be. You've got three to four years of independence, probably living away from home, a lifestyle, maybe a slower start to your mornings than you would as an apprentice. There's no regular <laughs> nine, eight, well, depends on what you're st- studying, but typically, you know, you don't have to be setting your alarm at seven in the morning. And it is university, broad broad experience, a range of subjects, a range of things that you can do. If you want to spend an afternoon listening to debates, then you can, you know, if you, if you fancy doing something, you know, like a major sporting, you know, events and training, then you've got time in the working day, de- in the average day, not a working day, in your day to do that. So there is a, a real freedom there. So yes, that's what you need to be thinking about, the kind of experience you want for the next three years, whether, you're, whether you feel ready really for the job market, whether your intellect is still firing that you want to do a postgraduate degree and conduct research into a particular area.
0: So what is it that... That university can do for you if you like uh, mentally or, or from a development point of view what, what do you see the benefit there because obviously we, we can't talk about specific subjects but some people might go with a passion for a particular area you know they were good at maths or they were good at sciences and they want they want to pursue that and it'd be interesting to see a demographic wouldn't you how many almost have a sort of a, a you know I really want to learn this as opposed to some people saying well I want to know what's out there and you know I want to I want to find out a little bit more about myself is is there, is there a downside of going into the job market so quickly that you you know you you look back and reflect you know when you I was trying to think of an age that would be 40, let's say, and you look back and you kind of go, do you know what, I left school, I've been in the job market, I wished I'd have given myself that space because maybe I'd have gone down a different route.
1: Yeah, there are lots of points in that actually. If you're thinking about jobs, you're talking about what would happen once you've finished your degree, what experience, what kind of learning you would be doing. Okay, so... Say your subject is maths. Say you, you, an absolute obsession with maths and you wanted to, you know, understand everything from advanced trigonometry and calculus. You can tell I didn't do maths to <laughs> Euclidean geometry or combinatorics or advanced trigonometry. You, if you wanted to spend three years with a whiteboard by your side, purely doing calculations, then. The university experience is the best place to do that because you will be doing maths the entire time, nothing but maths in terms of your, your study. Mm. Okay, you'd have the, the, the richest sort of society in life that you could, societies and things that you could do outside study, but you would be purely focused on that one topic, wouldn't you? Depending on the degree, I suppose will then link to how employable you are, and how the Higher Education um, Statistics Agency does you know, does lots of work every year showing the destination of of graduates, and I think it's currently showing at fifty nine percent of those who qualified from higher education went into full time employment. Now that the latest data analysis they did, the latest stats they had were pre COVID, so that's probably a little bit different now, isn't it? So it's it's not a guarantee that you're coming out of university with with a job in tow and it's hard, it's really tough. What universities are doing far better now than they did when I went to university was focus is to focus on employability. So they the really good strong universities are looking at employability programs that they offer to undergraduates to help them acquire those opportunities. So they are looking at, you know, CV clinics, virtual interviewing skills, group work, group activities that you might have to undertake. So they're helping people to to prepare for interviews as well. So the good universities are getting better at that. And that's one thing to check, you know, it's to look at when you're making this decision, to look at the employability stats of the university you're applying to, and to look at what support they would provide you. Because you you are going to have that, that financial debt. And even though you don't pay it off till later on, this is a real investment of A, your time, three years, but B, you know it is, it is going to be investment of, of funds for you to, to do that. And as the job market becomes possibly more strangulated, those that have done degrees that don't have transferable skills might find it a little bit tougher um, to seek employment afterwards.
0: And I suppose the last part of, of the universe, well, I'm not, I'm not sure we've, you know, on a short podcast like this, we can do justice to either really. But the, but the other thing about universities, there's a certain amount of the people that you meet and these some of the things that I think I'm suggesting are a little bit less um, measurable, but are arguably more important in your personal development. So I'm thinking here, not just of the friends that you make, although you can make friends for life, but it's... I think spending time with people and with uh, like-minded people can help shape. It's the conversations outside of the formality of the classroom. And, and an, you could argue that an apprentice doesn't get that part of it so much because time time is much you know is devoted towards if it's 20 percent learning and 80 percent on the job there's a lot going on there as opposed to arguably a hundred percent learning so there's a, there's always the i think apprenticeships sound incredibly efficient in in their delivery of skills but i do wonder whether the people that you meet can help shape you as a person so i didn't i didn't go to university so so there is always always part of me thinking that well maybe what would what different would i've gone down a different route now look I, it's not worked out too bad but it's there's a sort of part of me that said i probably would have loved spending hours talking late into the night so i always have this slightly romantic view of it any thoughts on that is that the relationships that you form and the the thought processes that you get you know your peer group shapes you doesn't it
1: it does shape you and you, 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 I did go to university you, and you do stick with that group of people that you met and you've got shared experience that you reflect back on and you chat about and stuff. So you, those connections can stay with you for life. But we move around a lot. You know, you, you have so many different areas of connection with people that it's not just the university friends that you make that stay with you. And you probably kind of might stay in touch with about five people from university. So mm. an apprentice would do the same. You know, they, they do form really strong networks. Um, they don't have as much time. You're absolutely right for that learning about yourself, that, you know, sitting on your bed, chatting to loads of people and you and hang out together. I sound so old saying that, but it's, <laughs> it's true. You know, um, you haven't got that freedom of um, exploration where things might happen
2: yes,
1: in an apprenticeship yes. you know exactly what's going yes. you know, to happen you've know you got your time to you know what's happening each week you know you know the precise hours that you will be studying you know you you're kind of really clock watching and at university things occur that you weren't you wouldn't have predicted you hadn't set time aside for you just happen to be in the right place at the right time and there's a conversation that's interesting and off it goes, it meanders. There's this sort of luxury of time with university, isn't there? And so I think you develop in a different way through that.
0: Look, Jenny, I could talk to you forever. I think it would be really useful if we could sort of try and sort of pull this together. So what we've done is we've tried to sort of put some pros and cons effectively uh, the benefits of apprenticeships and equally the disadvantages some of the benefits of universities and disadvantages which should probably equal and opposite to a certain extent could you sort of frame it in the form of some questions rather than leaving everybody to sort of go well that was an interesting conversation but what should i do next so if you've got any sort of ideas around questions that people could ask themselves that might help them better navigate this decision.
1: Do you know, I I can do that, Stuart, because I have an 18-year-old son and I have asked him these questions. So I've I've practiced this one. Um, So the three questions I've asked my son and that I think anybody listening who's at this stage of decision-making are these. One, are you ready for the world of work? We spoke about that early morning alarm you, you'll have maybe 25 days holiday a year, you won't have the long summer if you're an apprentice, you will be in the office and you know you don't get half term. Are you ready for that world of work or not quite? Because if, if you're really not wanting to do that and follow that structure and um, regime lightly, then perhaps it's not the right time to go straight into the world of work yet. We work for so many years of our lives, um, is it the right time to start for you? So are you ready for the world of work? And that's not a pejorative question if you're not, absolutely not. It's just, is this right for you now? The second one is, how, Im- how important is money to you at the moment? And if it's really, really important that you start earning money soon and that you're, you have some anxiety around the prospect of debt, um, even though you don't pay it back immediately and it's over that threshold. If that is re- a real driver for you, then perhaps university could be the right thing, but you'd need you probably look at getting a part-time job um, alongside it if possible, but would that dilute your studies? Not all universities can encourage that. So thinking about the economics of your decision is really important and whether you want to be earning money straight away. And the third thing is, what learning experience do you want? You might be going for an apprenticeship where there is a degree in it. So we have to be a bit careful there. So you can't, you can do that, but, but do you want to be learning on the, on the job and off the job as an apprentice? Do you like that approach that you're really practical straight away, that you're applying your knowledge immediately, that we're developing you as a, as a, with your skills and behaviors around a person. Is that the kind of learning experience that you're after or are you really interested in more of the theory and a deeper exploration of perhaps one subject. Um, so what kind of learning experience do you want from, from the next stage of your life? Uh, so those three questions should then allow you to do that pros and cons, you know, the SWOT analysis, the strengths and weaknesses, opportunities and threats of this decision for yourself. And we it's a really individual decision and it's one that schools will you know schools help with parents have strong views about and talking to people who have been an apprentice or who have gone to university getting that getting that broader perspective from others will really assist in the decision making too and i think the final thing i'd say about that is people feel that they have to know what they want to be they feel that there's a pressure on them to know you, know, you always get asked, don't you, what are you going to be when you grow up, Grow up. what do you want to do next? And it's okay, so it's okay not to know that at this point as well. It's okay to find that out as we go. It is a different career market where it isn't a 30-year career for life and with one organisation. You know, we have to be adaptable and flexible and we will work for many different organisations in our lives. It's a, it's a different approach. Apprentices are hugely loyal, um, graduates are too, but don't think that you have to know the answer immediately of what you want to be. So your your career can take different trajectories um, and, and different avenues. So um, if there's an anxiety there about, I must know who I am right now at 17, 18, I didn't. I think possibly I still don't, but I certainly didn't then. <laughs> and it does take a while to work that out, so don't don't worry too much at this point.
0: Jenny, look, it's been fantastic talking to you. Where can people find out more about apprenticeships, the conversations around them, or even benefits of degrees, that sort of thing? What, what would you recommend people go and have a look at?
1: So a few places, the National Apprenticeship Service has a lot of really good information on it and lists of vacancies, actually. So for apprenticeship information, look there. Catplan's website, uh, .co.uk, has a lot of information about financial services and accountancy and tax apprentices, apprenticeships and then there are things called Rate My Apprenticeship um, that, that look at different employers who provide apprenticeships and then you'll get feedback from from other apprentices at those organisations so take a look at Rate My Apprenticeship as well. For university well you know their own websites are polished things um, but places like Prospects provides a wider overview of, of university Choices and student jobs is another thing to to look at. It will help you um, looking at sort of CV building if you're thinking of of trying to find a, a, a part time job when you're at university as well. So perhaps look at that too. And then following people on Twitter and LinkedIn, mm-hmm. certainly in the for the apprenticeship area and university, talk to your mates,
0: Jenny. I'm going to go away, and at least for the rest of the day, if not for the rest of my career, ponder the question, am I ready for work? But thanks for joining me.
1: Thanks for having me, Stuart.
0: Thank you for listening to Kaplan's Learn Better podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. And don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts to help more people find us. Let's continue the conversation. Follow us on social at UK, and let us know what you'd like to hear discussed on future episodes.